Things are not good in Israel. Before I continue, I'm just going to give some qualifiers because I know that unfortunately they are necessary. I do not support the settlements in any way, shape, or form. I do not support the occupation in any way, shape, or form. Please don't misinterpret anything I'm saying to mean that I do. I'm not at all, I promise. And if you support either of those two things, please, this post is not for you. Israel doesn't have checks and balances like the U.S. They have the prime minister and the Knesset, which is parliament, and they have the judiciary. The coalition currently in charge of the Knesset wants to make the judiciary work for them. Basically what Orange Face wants to do with the DOJ, or did with the Supreme Court. If this were the case, there would be no check on the right-wing coalition's power. The right-wing coalition government includes people that attended the wedding of hate. Trigger warning if you choose to Google that and are part of the same groups who assassinated former Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin, the Prime Minister who was closest to a real solution between Palestinians and Israelis. Before Pesach, or Passover, Bibi paused this idea for a judicial overhaul. Well, he unpaused it, and yesterday it passed the first reading. Hundreds of thousands of Israeli protesters flooded the streets and the airport, and police sprayed them with water hoses and trampled them with horses. Here's some reporting from Tel Aviv itself, from Katie Tor Reports. The reporter is Matt Bradley, and he is an NBC News correspondent. Yeah, I mean, Netanyahu decided for about three months that he was going to try to negotiate with the opposition. That opposition pulled out of those negotiations fairly recently. So Netanyahu went ahead late last night and pushed ahead with his legislation, putting it through Parliament. His narrow majority voted to essentially table this proposal, and then it will continue to go through Parliament uh, after the summer break. But now, as you can see, that one move introducing this back in has sent about 10,000 people onto the streets. I don't know about you, but that doesn't look like 10,000 people. We're probably more in the neighborhood of 100,000, though I don't know that for sure. As you can see, this is going all the way back here. This is called a day of disruption, Katie, and that is exactly what people here are doing. They are disrupting. This goes all the way down here. There was an attempt at one point, or we think, some of these protesters wanted to try to go down and block one of the major highways that crosses through Tel Aviv. This is what they've been doing ever since the beginning of this particular pattern of demonstrations back in January. These protests have been going on every Saturday night since January. There were less people when they thought that the overhaul was tabled for the time being, but less means like 10,000 as opposed to 200,000, which was the number at a point. I spoke with one of the demonstrators. He's a young man. He was at the airport. And again, they were disrupting at the airport today. Uh, and that was a really big scene. He was telling me he hasn't actually done his obligatory military service yet, which is a sacred duty of every young Israeli. For those who say fudge the IDF, this is just a reminder. It is a draft. It is not like the U.S. is currently. Unless you are ultra-Orthodox, and we'll get to that in a bit, you have to serve in the IDF immediately after finishing high school. Any Israeli you've met will have served in the IDF. That does not mean they support what the government is doing. Well, we'll have served until now. This being the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, but he was thinking that if this legislation does pass, he might refuse to put on a uniform for this country. Here's what he told me. At the end of the day, we're standing up for Israeli democracy, which the new government is trying to destroy. If this legislation passes, will you wear a uniform for this country? So, well, legally I'm required to, I will say this. I will not uh, fight for military in a dictatorial state. I will not put my life at risk for a fascist state, no. 
And Katie, you know, this might seem like a very internal Israeli issue, but there were protests in front of the U.S. Embassy, and a lot of the protesters that I've been speaking to here, they want Joe Biden and America to take action, to put pressure on Benjamin Netanyahu to withdraw this legislation. Some of them even told me that they want to see sanctions placed by the United States on Israel until Netanyahu relents. That's the kind of tough talk you're hearing from this huge, very exuberant, very angry crowd. Do not comment, BDS. It is not the same thing. I will make a video on it if I have to. But if this is something that's important to you, then you can contact Biden. Flood his inbox, letting him know to tell Bibi that if he goes through with this, he will be putting sanctions on Israel. Let Bibi know that the U.S. will not stay an Israeli ally if this happens. I know a lot of you probably don't care, but guess what? If this happens in Israel, then it's going to start happening in other places. The next place probably being France. If one democratic country can get away with it, then so can another. And yes, I know Israel's democracy is very complicated, but for the sake of argument of this conversation. Isn't the leverage that the people have there and the people who disagree with Benjamin Netanyahu is the military service? There were questions about whether reservists and the, I believe it was the Air Force, would come in regarding um, if, if this passed, they were saying that they didn't want to serve. If you start having individual Israelis saying, I'm not going to serve in the military, this is a different ballgame for Netanyahu, especially since the hardline conservatives in that state, the Hasids, etc., many of them don't serve because they have an out to, to study the Torah. And, you know, that's one of the interesting things here. This is not just about politics and the judiciary. This falls along some familiar fissures in Israeli society. On one side, we have Netanyahu and the ultra-nationalists and the ultra-religious groups. Many of them, as you rightly mentioned, do not serve in the military. Most of a lot of them don't even work. They receive a lot of benefits from the country. That's angered a lot of the people in this crowd who are mostly left, liberal, secularists. Many of them opposed to the occupation of the Palestinian people. We've been hearing, seeing a lot of signs like that. Did you hear that? I just want to make sure you heard that. Because I think a lot of people don't understand that there are two sides to the same coin. Many Israelis are against the occupation and the settlements. I know a lot of people don't believe that, but it is true. Many of them holding rainbow flags, something that Benjamin Netanyahu and his people in his right-wing cabinet, one of the most, the most right-wing cabinet that Israel has ever seen in its history, they very much oppose that kind of rhetoric. So again, you're seeing a clash of civilizations here, and it's not just about the judiciary and just about Netanyahu. It really is about what the vision is for Israel's future. So that is the Israel update. These protests aren't going to stop. And the police is probably just going to get more and more violent. There were 71 arrests. That number will definitely go up at subsequent protests. This is getting really bad. I really hope that you learn something. Maybe you even care about the protesters. I hope you care about the protesters. Shortcast Club.